Kim Stoddart is a gardening journalist and author with a strong background in social enterprise and ethical business. She writes regularly for a range of publications, including The Guardian, The Express, Gardener's World magazine, The Telegraph, Grow Your Own and Country Smallholding magazines. And she's also the editor of The Organic Way magazine. Uh, She's been running courses as well and workshops since 2014 online and in person via greenrocketcourses.com and conducting international phone interviews for, I'd say, probably a lot longer. I'm very happy to be welcoming Kim to Belly today all the way from West Wales. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Hello there. Can you describe waking up in West Wales this morning? There was an amazing sunrise. It was absolutely stunning, I have to say. I was quite groggy when I woke up. It's Monday morning. That's fairly common. So I was making myself some coffee because it's quite early here in the UK. And I looked out the window and the sunrise was absolutely stunning. It was beautiful and red and vibrant because it's been quite cold here hasn't been the temperature you would expect at this time of year in the UK. So it's been quite a long winter for a lot of people. And it's just always amazing. Tuning into simple things like the sunrise is is such a heartwarming, healing, amazing thing to do. Well, West Wales is the home of your resilient gardening spot and your climate garden training ground, which we'll come back to But you weren't always surrounded by natural space and such a sort of tangible sanctuary, were you? Can you tell us about where you used to spend your lunch breaks at secondary school and why? Yeah, I'm from Brighton originally. So I moved to the wild west of Wales about 12 years ago. I used to run PR companies in Brighton and I wanted to make my love of gardening and to turn that into a career. Brighton's a city um, in the southeast of England. And when I was growing up and when I was at school, it's just a classic thing of being at school, really. There's certain expectations to be and to act. So I did used to take myself off and quite often just to get away from some of the, I suppose, perceptions of what you should act like as a teenage girl. I used to go off and tune into wildlife in my lunch breaks, which is really nice. So at the time, I didn't understand necessarily why I was doing that. And it wasn't a cool thing to do. But now I'm totally at peace with my 13, 14 year old self. I totally understand why she didn't want to have some of those conversations and some of the, again, not particularly very nice conversations that girls can sometimes have at school just because they feel that's the way to behave which is a real shame. Yeah, such a solace to be able to escape into nature and be with your own thoughts and and feelings and emotions and feel like it's such a safe space. Uh, So you mentioned that when you're running your PR company in Brighton, um, can you describe a bit of your lifestyle then and maybe what kinds of imbalances you felt? I can remember being in board meetings, bored literally bored. I would be talking about agenda item 1.2 notes from the last meeting and I would be thinking I want to go outside and make a fire. I want to go outside and plant some salad leaves and it just felt very unreal and I wanted to do things that were tangible and again I was reading a lot as well. I was reading a lot of books that really informed the way I felt about the environment, what was happening, Also, again, deep thinking about 
purpose life, things like The Idler, about making a career out of things you feel incredibly passionate about. Yeah, lots of things like that. So for me, this was about a lifestyle change for myself and about a way of doing something that felt more meaningful. What sorts of changes did you make to address those imbalances at that time? What was the number one aspect of your life that you changed that brought the most value to your life? It was gardening. We had a a small backyard in Brighton and the gardening, the going for walks in the, the countryside, the connecting with the natural world again. So it's been a go-to from a very young age. So very much about this. And it's the, the solace, there's understanding. It also made me more effective in my work because And I find this today as well, if I have multifarious deadlines and various different emails to answer, that it can feel all a bit overwhelming, also with the things that are happening in the world right now. So stepping away from everything, stepping away from devices, from deadlines, just spending time outside doing whatever that is in connection with the natural world provides emotional regulation. This does this for everybody. And it means that you can let those thoughts settle and you can think creatively and then you can come back in. So although I didn't know that for what it was at the time, when I was running the businesses, when I was a teenage girl, this is exactly what I was doing. I was emotionally regulating ultimately. Time has given me perspective over what that is and why it works so incredibly well. A great asset to be able to pass on to younger generations, particularly maybe in your own family. So you went on to have a family. Can you tell us about your son and what special gifts he brings to your world and and the world in general? Yeah, absolutely. Arthur is 13. He's almost 14 and he's 14 in June. And Arthur has an autism diagnosis. He had that from the age of three. So I didn't know anything about autism before the the diagnosis. So this entered me into a world of understanding about neurodiversity. And it's been on a journey into a world of understanding and realising as well, it's blessed me in so many ways to understand about neurodiversity in general. And for me as an individual, it makes me understanding of other people's behaviours if I think back to when I was working as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, working particularly with big businesses, again, sometimes there'd be behaviours that you wouldn't quite understand. So it's opened my eyes to the world and how neurodiverse it is in perhaps unexpected places. And it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. And Arthur himself is amazing and his love of gardening and the outdoors provides emotional regulation. And I've done work with young autistic adults. I've done gardening projects, teaching them. I've done work and training with all different types of groups. But what I've found since the pandemic, with all the challenging things that are happening in the world, is that a lot of those techniques that I teach, which is about building connection, about emotional regulation, I'm actually using with everybody. People don't necessarily realise I'm doing it. But it's about reaching out to each individual because it's much harder for everybody to find emotional regulation and to feel completely okay right now with all the stressful things that are happening in the world.